Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I'm grateful for this opportunity and I thank the volunteers who help make this possible. I'm delighted tonight to introduce to you Brian Daly. We had uh, Andrea on last week and uh, any thoughts or you heard her interview, I guess, any any other thoughts uh, to, that start right off with you? <laughs> I, I can just say praise God. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been an amazing journey. Isn't it neat to be together in this mm -hmm. journey? It well, is. your journey starts out a little different than maybe many others that we might listen to. Your mom and dad were good, active members of the church. You were born in the covenant. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your time as a Mormon. Well, I mean, my earliest recollections is I, I remember scouting and Rice Krispie treats that you could eat yeah. until you were gourd, you yeah. know. Um, I, I remember being baptized at eight, yeah. and shortly after, we were in a different church. All of a sudden. Uh, all all of a sudden. Your mom and dad, I mean, their temple, been married in the temple, of course, and mm -hmm. he was a temple worker. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, so what happens a couple of weeks after you're baptized? Uh, we went to this different church, and... and uh, just you know my father was explaining to the family that these are this is what Joseph Smith taught and and this is what we we need to live the fullness of the gospel and what was that exactly uh, it, we we joined a polygamous church and wow. uh, I, I you know growing up it was it was all a blur but I, I remember him introducing a young lady to the family and this is going to be my next wife and this will be another mom Wow, and you know, it, you just kind of you kind of go with the flow. It, it's just the where where was that? So did you have any sense that what you were what your mom and dad had actually done by leaving Mormonism for polygamy? No, you know, at age eight, I guess not. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. You just you go along with it and yeah. you accept it. Yeah. So it's it was it was just a. And so as you grow up, now, did you actually move or do anything of that nature? Did you move into an area well, <laughs> to be more polygamous, so to speak? My, my parents moved a lot. Oh. They, they would move into a house with an unfinished basement, finish it, and move. And so oh, okay. um, we moved a lot. And yeah. so to, to connect those two, I, that just seemed normal it seemed normal. We okay. moved a lot. So right. anyway. Well, so during your eight to, I guess, into high school and so on, do you t do you take seminary or do they have a teaching program? Did you go to regular school and? Well, I, I high school. I went to. Uh, I started my sophomore year in high school. Okay. Uh, they do have a, a school there, and I I had gone to school at that church. Hmm. It was kind of a church school, and then. Uh, grade ten, my sophomore year, I I went to high school. Okay. And so, um, you know, it just 
Living life. Huh? Living life. <laughs> well, we heard from Andrea last week that you you met young, or you you kids met when you were young people, uh -huh. and uh, fell in love. I guess at that point, did you always figure you'd ask her to marry you? You know, when I when I first met her, uh, she she you know I hadn't seen her before. She she looked older than she was. I think I, I met her just before she was fourteen. Yeah. Uh, I was eight years to her senior. Oh, okay. And so uh, when we married, she she was eighteen and I was twenty six. Most people thought she was older than I was. <laughs> she was eighteen, I was twenty six. So, um, you know, I I met her at at, at, at you know just before fourteen, and, right. and and we were going to choirs together and things like that, and. Started to like her quite a bit, and sure. then found out how old she was, and and yeah. ran off to work in California for a while. Huh? <laughs> I was just was fourteen. I was, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. So you end up marrying though, and yeah. uh, now were you married in the polygamy group? Then we were. Okay. We were married in the polygamous group. And you were active in that yeah. religion I, or that polygamy for a while. I was very comfortable. You know, I I, I was kind of uh, not necessarily pressured per se to take on another wife mm. but they would ask you know Brian you've got to expand your borders you need to look for number two and you know if you can't be a good example be a good warning yeah and my father was that for me what was he uh, you know I watched my his family goes his wives and our family go supernova and so I, I thought from a very young age you know if 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 this isn't forever, I don't want it. I even, on our, our own wedding day, I, I told my wife, I says, I love you uh, and everything, but, you know, divorce is not an option. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, my friends, my family, everybody is divorced. I mean, it seems to be the end thing. I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, if you're not in this forever, let's not do this. Oh, well, that's and and so uh, divorce really never was an option. So. And then did you you say pressure? Did you did you ever? contemplate taking a second wife? Oh, I looked the group over. Oh, okay. But I wanted what God wanted me to do. And, how, how and I would pray for it, and, yeah. and I got nothing. I finally turned it over to her. I says, look, I, I, you know, I, I've searched this group over. If she's out there, you're going to find her. I'm done. This was to Andrew. And, and that's what I... That's where I, it, it and she ended. She didn't look very far, <laughs> did she? Or did she make much she, of an effort? <laughs> she told me later she didn't look very hard. I mean, <laughs> I, I can imagine that would be kind of hard it would to be do. Tough, so. wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, how long did you do this then? Uh, well, at you know, shortly after eight years old, we were in the polygamous group, and Andrew and I became converts of mainstream Mormonism, the Mormon Mormon Church when I was 30. When you were 30, okay. Yeah, so. And what led you to, do, to make that decision? Do you know, uh, everybody talks about their shelf. Yeah. You've got a lot of things that don't mesh, and, and, and when they don't mesh, when doctrines disagree, or when prophets disagree with doctrines, you shelf it. Yeah. And I did that, but we started to look at that shelf, and we started to look at what Joseph Smith taught, and we started to investigate claims of, of the All Red Group. And, uh, you know, when Andrea said that she had uh, a name come to her. This Gordon B. Hinckley. I had that same name come to me. Oh, my. And I was comfortable in the, in the 
the All Red group. It was comfortable. I had great friends. Yeah. It, it, it was, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. Was it a life, or did you just go on Sundays, or was it a full life? It was a full life. Was it? You, you are working for your salvation. Uh, you know, it's presented to you that Jesus died for your sins, but now you've got to take the ball and, and go with it. You know, and so you need to, to get to the highest degree of the celestial kingdom, so yeah. you're working for it. Yeah. And so we worked hard. Yeah. You know, did we fail all the time? Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're human. Yeah. But we did what we could. We we kept the commandments the best we could. Yeah. We're sinners, you know. Any, anybody that says they're not a sinner is selling you something because <laughs> yeah. there's only That's one right. person on earth that was. was sinless, and that was Jesus Christ. Right. And so, uh, you know, it, it was it was hard. So, how did you feel about the Mormon Church? Then you felt like this was now the true church, kind of. Yes, uh, you know, we had always been taught that, that the polygamous group was the father, mainstream Mormonism was the mother, oh. uh, you know, when things are set in order, they'll be brought together. And so I, I had no animosity towards the church. Mm -hmm. And when we joined the church, it was, I mean, the people in, that were, you know, friends and family still in the polygamous church uh, were sad for us, but oh, at least they've gone to the mother. Uh, oh, okay. That isn't how it's they felt. It's not like felt. you've gone off the deep end. Really, we, we've end, gone we've gone, gone off, off the deep end now, but oh, right, 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 for sure. <laughs> so, but, but at least you've gone to the yeah. Uh, did you say the mother? Tree. Right, exactly. Now, one thing that I was going to actually ask Andrea last week, and I I've neglected to do that, but she she had had some experiences. Maybe you did too. We did about family and friends and their reaction to you leaving, mm -hmm. thinking that you never had a testimony of the gospel. Uh, do you know um, the Mormon Church? I mean, there's some friends that that hit my wife up for that, but uh, I I'm sure it was, uh, you know, I was looked at like that, but I was never accused of that. Oh, okay, that you and never really had a testimony of Joseph right, Smith, or, right? But you had a testimony of Joseph Smith from from your polygamy group too, right? Yeah. Well, that's where In I Book got of Mormon. I got all of my my testimonies from the polygamy group. Yeah. Uh, you know, the burning of the bosom, it is real. Yeah. It is a feeling. And, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a strong feeling. I, I met with one of the, you know, uh, Brother Worthlin of the Twelve Apostles because I was a polygamous kid to oh, join really? the church. Really? And there's a spirit in that building. And, and it, you, you don't deny it. You're just like, you know, there's a spirit in this building, and I was talking to the receptionist about it. <laughs> you know, so it, it's real. I was comfortable in the church. I wasn't going to go anywhere. I wanted to do what God wanted me to do. Yeah. And until God showed me otherwise, you know, I, I knew the church was true. Well, so. Andrea talked about this talk that you folks gave at the at mm -hmm. your sacrament meeting on the when you left, yeah. and then the Jeremiah seventeen nine. So how did that strike you? Do you know I I wasn't going anywhere. I was a hundred percent Mormon on Sunday, and on Wednesday the following week I was a hundred percent Christian. <laughs> I. I I bore a, you know, I gave a good lesson, bore a good testimony, yeah. and pulled egg off my face <laughs> the following week. I, I, I was just like, well, whatever. But it was a God thing. I was not, I, I wanted to do what God wanted me to do, 
but I was a hundred percent Mormon. Just and and <laughs> I you know I remember my sister witnessing to me, and I I did the reset. You know, if there was a button on my head, uh, the Mormon reset is to bear your testimony. And I did, and I, you know, I got down with her. She was kneeling, begging with me, and I bore all of my Mormon testimony to her. And then she looked at me and she said, Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all, all else and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And it was a God thing. It shut me up. I had read that. And that was one of the things on my shelf, but it hit me with a ton of bricks, and it shut me up. That's amazing. And, and uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you, that night didn't sleep well. I was in turmoil. I started pulling things off my shelf, <laughs> analyzing them. You know, the Book of Mormon says we strive to teach it onto our children that after all we can do, then we are and saved by grace. Saved, yeah. The Bible says uh, our works are as filthy rags. Yeah. They both can't be right, but you put that together and you put it on the shelf, and you move on. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it's just it's it it was rough. It was turmoil. Yeah. And I I reached for the Book of Mormon. And, no, I, I, I don't want to take that. And you know, Monday I just grabbed the Bible, and I had it on my Zoom, <laughs> and I I I was traveling to, to Park City. Yeah. And so I had, you know, from Saratoga Springs to Park City. And so I had time and I put it on shuffle. And I just listened to the Bible and listened to the Bible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove the church is true. It's true. By the Bible, because oh, that's... <laughs> and the more I listened to it, the more it, it came out. And, and that's rough, because I had the article of faith glasses on. Yeah. You know, you can't trust the Bible fully. And, uh, but everything, it, it, you know, and I can't point to one particular scripture, but it was amazing. Yeah. The scriptures, I mean, listening to Paul. They just seemed to open up and say you know, something that you'd never Well, it, it started before. to freak me out a little bit because Paul would say, you know, if I or an, or an angel <laughs> teaches another gospel, let him be accursed. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Have I been involved in another gospel? Well, what gospel was this Paul and teaching? <laughs> just just on and on and and you know there's another part uh, you know uh, those that call themselves Jews and are not are, are like whoa am I of the lineage of Ephraim or not? I you know oh. just all of these things were coming out. Wow. I do not dwell in temples made of stone but in the hearts of men. Yeah. He's not in the temple. No. I, it just all week it was hitting hitting me with like a ton of bricks. God and was trying to teach you uh, in a, rapid succession. A, a, it, it, like. it, it was a crash course <laughs> because you know, uh, fourteen years of Mormonism and and then all my previous life, life yeah. in some form of Josephism and, or another. Yeah, it, it was just it was rough. It was it was going against the grain. Yeah. Everything I had ever known. Uh, you know, had many callings, had, you know, I taught priesthood in the polygamous group for 12 years. Wow. There was, my shelf was so heavy, <laughs> and, and my beautiful religious building came crashing down. Wow. And the only thing that was left was the foundation I did not build on, yeah. and that was Jesus Christ. I, I was a born-again polygamist. <laughs> I found the true Jesus in the polygamous group wow. at age 19. Wow. And so, uh, 
I knew who he was. I knew that I could give my burdens to him, my problems at work. I knew he was the grand physician. I would tell my family when they had problems, give it to Jesus, give it to God. You he's, did this even as a polygamist? As a, as a polygamist, yeah. as, a, as a Mormon. That was part of my testimony. And that, that is unusual, isn't it? it I mean, uh, do you know, I, I thought I was a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, I found Jesus at 19. I, I, everybody else found him at 8. You figured everyone else find, found him at 8. Yeah, and, and so I thought I was a late bloomer, but I knew who he was. Was I totally hoodwinked and, and yeah. confused about all of his titles? Absolutely. Yeah. And having become Christian, you know, a little over a year and a half ago, I wanted to make sure I had the right Jesus. So, you know, I, I, I would do a, a, what do they call it, a, an altar call. Yeah. I did that four times to make sure I had the right Jesus. But I haven't changed. You know, he lived in me. The good that I did yeah. was because of him. Yeah. And I'm reliving my being born again through my wife and son, which had accepted Jesus. Isn't that joyful? Oh, well, it, one thing amazing. Of, <laughs> one thing about being born again, I didn't always understand that scripture of Nicodemus coming to Jesus and saying, you know, learning that a man must be born of water and of the Spirit. Well, Nicodemus knew that he was talking about birth, uh -huh. of a one-time birth of, of being born with the water, but the born of the Spirit, I never caught that as a almost a one-time or potentially one-time event. I mean, I know some it's progressive in some people, but it actually happens, doesn't it? Where, like yeah. you say, one minute your eyes are closed and the next minute your eyes are open. Yeah, you know, um, I, I knew who Jesus was. Yeah. But I, I could take the steering wheel back from him at any time and I could mess up my life with the best of them. Oh, sure. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I look at the words of, of John where you know the Pharisees come, came to him and, and says, "Well, look at look at this Jesus. He's baptizing more than you are." Well, of course, his his disciples were. Right. But he said, "He must increase, and I must decrease." Yeah. And if we would take that and put it into our lives, and let him increase, he lives in us. Let him be the focus. Let everything. him, yeah, guide our lives. Yeah. You know it. It's so at amazing. age 30, you convert to the Mormon Church, and you're totally active with that, mm -hmm. and uh, with Andrea, and again, gratefully that you're together there. But uh, yeah. so this scripture just all of a sudden, well, <laughs> taught you taught you differently about these feelings that you'd had, and the good feelings in the temple, and also at the church office building. It sounds like. Oh yeah, and you know. Uh, all of the testimonies I got, save the one, Gordon B. Hinckley, yeah. was in the polygamous group. And so, uh, you know, how is it that, that you can get the testimony in, in an entirely different church? Of course, it's, it's kind of the same doctrine, you know, a little changed and different. Yeah, that is interesting that you'd have the same burning in the bosom, or at least attempt to, and they, they both can't be right. And then as you start listening to the Bible, uh -huh. and, and being, being able to trust that more, and it opens up to you, yeah, it, and you're hearing a note, uh, totally different gospel, really. One thing that I see as a Christian is there's a place for feelings, yeah. but they need to be the trailer. It needs to follow truth. I mean, I have been in some wonderful Christian meetings yeah. where they teach about Jesus and about the Bible, not man's religion, not man's rules, not opinions, 
yeah. but the Bible. Straight from the Bible. And, and the Bible says, test all things. Yeah. Hold on to that which is good. I, I didn't test. I got feelings. Feelings and I let my is what we got. Uh, it, we? You know, somebody came to me once and, and, and uh, just mocking me because they knew I had become a Christian. And, and they said, you know, I saw the Batman movie last night and it was wonderful. I know it's true. I know Gotham is a true place <laughs> because I felt it. And, and they were mocking me, but, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. You can't let feelings be be the lead. Yeah. Truth needs to be the lead and and feelings can be the trailer. Yeah. They have a, their place. And isn't it don't so. you have a greater joy with the Bible knowing that it does have the support of archaeology and oh yeah and the things that the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. Oh for sure. Have That's you, amazing. Uh, so. Have you studied that some and somewhat. Yeah. Uh, probably should more, but <laughs> The fact that it's there and, and th that there's proof that... The that Bible's reliable. Well, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, yeah. but my word will never fail. Yeah. The eight ar eighth article of faith flies in the face of that and, and essentially calls Jesus a liar. I, I, wow, that's, when that's, you think about it that way, huh? It, it's it, a little rough, and, yeah. but truth is truth. Yeah. And I would rather trust Jesus than men. <laughs> it, is, it is truly all about Jesus. So how did your family react when you decided to become Christian? Well, uh, you know, I was on fire. And I, I'm going to, to go to my stake president. We're, we're good friends. And, yeah. and I'm going to show him what I found. And then we'll bring it to the ward. And... It doesn't work that way. After you get slapped you, down enough, you went times. to the stake president. <laughs> I, I did meet him. with him, yeah. but but you know we had to agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, you know. Was he willing to look at anything you'd found? It, he was a convert. He wa he was a uh, a Baptist. Oh. And so he was a convert, and he he knew about the Trinity, and he knew about things, and 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 I said, well, you know, I I would much rather have the truth of, of a God I cannot comprehend, then, you know, I, I can't deal with God in a box, a God that can be explained. Mm. You know, I, I, I need truth. I need yeah. a true God. And, and my God now is supersized. He's, yeah. he's amazing. He's, he's, he can't be comprehended by, by human. By human. You know? Yeah. And so, the Bible is amazing. <laughs> God is amazing. I knew who Jesus was. I was hoodwinked. I thought he was, you know, Satan's brother. I thought he was our brother. But I could not deny that I had found him. I knew who he was. And he could, he was the physician in my life. Now, the Mormons would disagree in the sense that they have a trust and a, or at least a love for Jesus and they in the name of the church and everything mm -hmm. else what do you say to the LDA there is a difference between this Christian Jesus and the and the Mormon Jesus right there is and you know Gordon B Hingley brought that up and you know talking to Larry King he says we we don't have the traditional Jesus you know paraphrasing but yeah he did say that, didn't he? You know, it, it's a scary thing. And, and Mormons, our last word was amazing people. 
loved them. They loved me. Yeah. I'm sure they don't know what to do with me because they're not supposed to uh, associate, associate with affiliate me. Affiliate with you, yeah. But um, the Bible talks about false Christs and false prophets. Yeah. Oh, a it's full of it. And, and, and this is serious to level, but where are those false Christs and false prophets yeah. in false religions? Yeah. Well, the Bible and God and, so and Jesus were here long before Joseph Smith, and I think that yeah. was a perspective I don't think I ever had. I was so focused in on the Mormon church as being the only true church, I never stepped back to think that this gospel that Paul taught, that you're talking about, and the Bible have been here forever, and everything that came along after, we should be matching against the Bible right. and what Jesus and Paul taught, rather mm. than the other way around. We're, everybody in the ruler. Mormon church matches against what Joseph said. Yeah, that's the rule. Which just isn't the right thing, right way. Well, it's, uh, Mormonism, I mean, from what I've seen, is a moving point. God is the, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Things change, though, in the Mormon church. Haven't Things they? change in the Mormon church. And, yeah. and, you know, they'll change the temple ordinance to, to make it more comfortable. They'll, they change stuff. Yeah. I love the Mormon people. I. Yeah. I just, I, I can't, you yeah. know, if, if I would suggest anything to, to my Mormon friends and, and family, I would say, read the Bible as a child wow. and believe Jesus over any man. Believe God. He says His Word can be trusted. Put Him. Trust it. Trust it. And, and, and the Bible says, test all things. Yeah. Test Him, yeah. and He will come through. Not just feelings. Yeah, right? not just feelings. Just how you feel. Truth. Because we can be deceived by the heart. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Brian, it's an it's a interesting story you've had, uh, and uh, your father's passed now, is that right? Your mother, is she still? No, she, she's passed. She's passed as well. So, yeah. so you have, but he, you said that he had... Uh, had found Christ before he he passed. He did, and uh, watching the the transformation in his life was amazing. Did he under come to understand the truth and he did Jesus accept did. Jesus? Do you feel the burden off your shoulders? Oh, yeah. You know what? Freedom in Christ is amazing. Yeah. Not to be. We're not under the law. We're actually out of time, I guess. Don't oh, Brian, I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. It sounds like there's even more to tell, but we appreciate you your story. We'll see you next time on the Ex Mormon Files. Good night. This has been the audio edition of the Ex Mormon Files. The Ex Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Mm -hmm.